Ahoy! Welcome to season two, episode four. Yeah, number four, four episodes in already. Of uh, bottom of the stream. I'm Nick. I'm Adam. We're back on the boat. We're back on the boat again. Seems like we're never off this boat these <laughs> days. <laughs> it's raining again. It's always raining. Standard. How are you? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. I'm uh, going on holiday, so I'm about to check out on that. So that'll be good. Very nice. Nice well end break. So no. No, stomping around in the rain. I nice think. week in the rain. Yeah. Awesome. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not going on holiday, unfortunately. But hey. <laughs> Your time will come. My time will come indeed. So uh, I will run through the social, shall I? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do <laughs> I that. I just seem to have a, a, main, a mind melt of what we <laughs> do on this fine. podcast. Apologies. Okay, if you want to follow us on Twitter, please do. It is B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Um, Instagram is the same. B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Or you can go onto our website at www.bottomofthestream.com where you will find every episode we've ever recorded and current stream table and last season's stream table. I love the website. The website's awesome. It is really good. And we do need, we are going to start adding more stuff to it as well, I think. Yes. I've had a few ideas about it. Yeah, that. We've, got, we've got some things in motion, haven't we? Yeah. So uh, check the website out. It's really good. Yeah, keep and if, you, on if that. you haven't got like a favourite podcasting app, you can listen to the episode straight from your browser. So, Or just get a podcast app. <laughs> They're all really good. Well, most of them are really good. Some of them are not. Uh, have we got any Netflix news? I haven't seen any news come out this week, really. It's been a bit of a quiet week. Yeah, I think um, they've maybe held held a f- well held things back or not not quite gone full throttle with some of the news, basically because El Camino's hit the airwaves. El Camino came out and it took Netflix down for a moment. For did a while. it? Yeah, for a while. On uh, when did it come out? The Friday morning. Yeah, it was yeah, the eleventh. Yeah. Yeah, the eleventh. Yeah, it took Netflix down briefly in in the UK, which is crazy. So I've still not got to it yet. I have seen it. But I will. I will most probably do it over the next week or so. Somebody told me they didn't like it, but they hadn't seen Breaking Bad. Well, then they're not going to like it, are they? Why? <laughs> why are you honest. watching it for a start? Just don't waste time going watch Breaking Bad. But you're not. If you've not seen Breaking Bad, there's no point watching it. I, I wouldn't imagine so. No, no, there's not. No, it was stupid, but it's a, it's really good. Yeah, I'm not. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. Good. So I don't want to give any spoilers away because it's still quite new. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We spoil the films that we talk about, but I don't <laughs> want to go spoiling other films. Um, but yeah, it's it's well worth watching. Um, also, you mentioned last week in last week's episode a program called Daybreak. Oh yes, yeah. That's everywhere now. Is it? <laughs> Since you I've, mentioned it last week, I've seen it everywhere. I must have just got ahead it's, of it. Yeah, it's going to be big by the looks of it. It's. I thought it would be because I read the synopsis and I thought, well, surely they're going to go hard on this. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't seen it anywhere at that point. I've seen a trailer now. So mm. I must, I must have just you caught have a tweet or caught something. Caught it early, by the way. Yeah. Like. I follow. It's got one of the guys who used to be in Under the Dome in it. Oh, okay. So I've which one? I did, I did watch that. The young guy. What's his name? <laughs> he was in it all the way through. He's got a really long neck. I used to call him Giraffe Neck. <laughs> I don't know what his name was in Under the Dome. He's, right, called, okay. he's called Colin Ford in real life. Okay, sounds like a made-up name to me. <laughs> I didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah, but that's why yeah, I've not really watched much else. So Camino, Camino is my uh, one thing this week. No, there's a reason though we've not watched yes, too much is. else, isn't there? Yeah, it's not our fault. Uh, well, partly. <laughs> <laughs> so we we have both watched The Shining. Yep. And a lot of things around The Shining. Yeah, I've never watched so many YouTube videos <laughs> in my life. And a, and a documentary called Room. 237 yeah which is about the shining yeah uh, and that's because we were guests on another podcast last week yeah we guested on grief burrito yes which is one of the greatest podcasts indie podcasts out there they're really really good guys and we yeah that was their current episode i believe yes that's right so they're having a sort of month-long 
Halloween special. Yeah. And uh, the episode we were on, we talked about The Shining. Yeah, for just over an hour. And we had a great time. Yeah, it was really good fun. And I want to thank them for having us on. Uh, we'll definitely have them on here at some point. We've not yes. done a guest yet, so we, we need to do that. But yeah, we'll definitely have the boys on here at some point and uh, check them out. They're really good. Uh, it's the podcast called Grief Burrito. I think their Twitter and Instagram is probably the same. Yep. But yeah, check them out. They're, they're well worth checking yeah, out. Yeah, go, go and listen it's, to the episode. It was good. No, it was good fun. it's my go-to podcast. As soon as it comes out, I'm on it. I even stopped listening to other stuff just to listen to theirs. So they, they cover TV games. TV, video games, pop culture, basically. Yeah, movies. And then once a month, they do a spooky episode where they talk about ghost stories and things. Yeah, conspiracy theories and the like. Yeah. I also, also want to give a shout out to Podchaser. We've been added to this list on Podchaser. Yes. It's, number, it's the current number one list on Podchaser. So we want to keep keep that happening and get some uh, people over there. They're a pretty new website. They've only been launched about a month, I think. And they're trying to become the IMDB of podcasts. That's a very good idea. Yeah, it is a really good idea. So the, you can search for podcasts by genre. By You can even search by host. So if you like one particular host, you can click on that person and it tells you all the different podcasts they've been on. Well, if they're like me, but they don't like you. Then they can click on you and find out all the podcasts you've been on on your own. <laughs> Which I don't think there's... Ever, have you ever been on a podcast on your own? Uh, would I tell you if I had? I don't know, would you? <laughs> I'd be able to find out on Podchaser. Oh, that's true, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to click on your name on Podchaser afterwards. We come as a team, you know that. Uh, yeah, so we're, there's, a, there's a list on there called Pod Nation, and we're part of that now. There's about... I think there's 50 podcasters on there. So it's, it's a merry band of podcasting people. Yes. Yeah, so i just give them a quick shout out and... Uh, I think that's all I've got. Yeah, me too, I think. Yeah. So, shall we talk about this week's film? Yeah. Uh, shall I give a little tease first? Yeah. So, after we've talked about the film, yeah, we will talk about our own Halloween special. Yes. Cause that's so, stay week. tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, why did you download it in the first uh, place? Yeah, quite. Um, yeah, so let's talk about this week's film, shall we? Let's go for it. This week we have watched a film called The Clapper. We have. Uh, it's from 2017. It's R-rated. No, really? Really. Okay. That's going to be interesting to mention yeah. um, throughout this. According to IMDb it is anyway. It was. It's an hour and 29 minutes long, currently rated at 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it stars Ed Helms, who you will know from the Hangover films. I don't think he's plural. Isn't he not? I, I think he's Helm. Well, he should be. <laughs> Every week I get somebody's name wrong on this. It's <laughs> brilliant. Fair. It's becoming my thing. Okay, it stars Ed Helm, and he plays Eddie. You'll know him from The Hangover. Uh, the Office. The American US Office. Office. Various comedies. Yeah. Also stars Amanda Seyfried as Judy, who you'll know from Mamma Mia, if you've seen it. Well, you know I have. You you have seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I never intend to see it. Twice and... in one day. Never going to forget <laughs> that. There's a story there somewhere, but we've, we've not told it already. I'm not told telling it, it again. And she's in various chick flicks over the years. She's been in quite a few things like that. Also stars Tracy Morgan as Chris, who you will know from Thirty Rock and standing up and telling jokes. And yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. He's been on Saturday Night Live for a long time. Saturday Night Live's a weird one, isn't it? Why has that never been a thing over here? Uh, I think so. They've kind of tried to do versions of it, not not, not under that... that label and. Why not just bring that show over here? Yes, good question. It's, it's never been imported, as no. far as I know. I don't think any channels ever showed it over here. Obviously, it wouldn't be live, but... Yeah, and the amount of talent that it's generated over the, the years. Yeah, and... it's, it's surprising that it's never really been a thing over here. If anybody knows why the Saturday Night Live's never been on in the UK, or if it has been on in the UK, let us know. And it's directed by a guy called Dito Montiel, 
So, did you also spot the other thing about Dito Montiel? No, I couldn't find much out about him at all. So, he not only directed this movie, yeah. but he wrote the book on which this movie is based. Oh, right, okay. I didn't know this movie was based on a book. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, that must be quite a rare occurrence. Yeah, you, you hear of writers rewriting for the film, but not Yeah, really... maybe doing the screenplay. Yeah. But or not, helping with the screenplay. But not directing as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I can't recall ever of hearing. No, hearing I don't of think I've ever before. heard of that before. So, is he a first-time director then? I, from what I could see, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, do you want to give a bit of a brief synopsis of what the film's about? I will. Just before we do that, I, I just sort of um, remind myself that um, we didn't actually add this film. That's true. To our long list, from which we randomly select movies. Yeah. So, uh, this film was suggested by uh, Ross Cook who also does our awesome artwork. He does. Check out our Halloween logo. Yeah, he's done a really good Halloween logo for us. Um, he's got a really good taste in art, not it, so much in films. <laughs> oh, spoiler. Anyway, <laughs> so we would say it's the same to anyone, anyone listening. If you've got any films you want to add into our long list, just yeah. let us know. We'll bung them on there. I've if added one today. If it's on Netflix, we'll add it to the pot. I've added one today by one of the Grief Burrito Boys suggested one for okay. us. So that's Excellent. Been added. Good. And also check out Ross on Instagram. Yeah. It's Ross underscore cook underscore comic underscore art. Well done. <laughs> Lots of underscores in there. I've, I have told him to sort out his Instagram handle, but he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, so give me a brief synopsis of The Clapper. So The Clapper is a movie about well a guy done. called Eddie. Yes. And he basically has taken upon himself... his. So his job is to be a, an audience member. Yeah. So he lives in LA and he goes and he, he is an audience member on infomercials. Yeah. Sometimes he has a, the odd line or two, but essentially he's going and getting paid to sit in the audience and clap. Yes. And applaud and cheer, cheer and whoop when necessary. Uh, and it just goes from there. It's about his life and some of the adventures he gets into, I guess. Adventures? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what you want to call them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically where we... where That's the synopsis. You've got that right. Well done. What? <laughs> You just stuck your finger up at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to give you a reminder. Of? Oh, Nick, what's your one-word review of this film? Flaccid. Oh, really? Yes. Is that a state it got you into, or is just the way the film, uh, a description of the film? It's a description of the film. (laughs) I couldn't comment on my status during this film. That's a very personal question. Apologies. That's fine. We've been friends for a long time. So let's go. Shall we go through? Shall we deep dive into the clapper? Yes, let's. So can I start with the positive? Yep. I quite like the title sequence. <laughs> the bit with the, it's like animated and he's walking through it. Yeah. So it's kind of like a bit of, uh, do you remember the Keanu Reeves movie from about 10, 15 years ago, A Scanner Darkly? Yeah. Where they kind of tried to uh, do a live comic book. Yeah. And it's that kind of same technique, yeah, isn't it? It's like somebody's put the comic filter on their Instagram. Or yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. It was, he, so he's just walking through LA, isn't I've he? I've written that down as well. It was quite good. He's, yeah, he's just walking through the town. Yeah. And he eventually, the gets on a, eventually gets on a bus and the bus goes from art to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. That's my positive. <laughs> I think that might be the end of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, it, the, base, the film basically starts with him on a bus. Yeah. And with his friend Chris, who is Tracy Morgan's character, and they're heading towards a job. I'm going to stop you there. Go on. Already. <laughs> what did you make of Tracy Morgan's character? Tracy Morgan plays the same thing in everything, as far as I know. I, I had real problems with this character. <laughs> he was so stupid. Yeah. But it was not done in a endearing... I, if I cared enough, I'd almost say it was offensive. Yeah. 
but that's, I, Tracy Morgan does. That's what he is, though, isn't it? That's what he does. He does these stupid. Just vacant. Even if Vegas was yeah. so vacant. Yeah, he's perfect for this part, but I don't know if his shtick is. Well, after now that you've now. said that, I wonder if was that the was this the part or did he make? <laughs> yeah, it was, that this. Did they just go, Tracy Morgan? Do you want to be in this film and be you? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe because it's not. It, well, it comes across like there's little effort being put into it. But let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, so they they're on this bus and they're heading towards their first job of the film. Yeah. Which is for a real estate company. Correct, yeah. And this is where we find out that they get paid to be in the audience of the show. Or I suppose they are they are all infomercials, aren't they? There are some shows, I think. Yeah, I think I think it's hinted at that they have done sort of talk shows, shows and well. stuff. But yeah, certainly the sets that we see them on are the infomercials. Yeah. So they get they basically go in this audience and they meet up with this woman afterwards who gives them an envelope full of cash. And did you know who she, who she was? No. So she was in last week's film as well. Was she? Yeah. What? So the, <laughs> the producer was played by Leah Romini. Was really? Yeah. Who was very briefly in Handsome last week. I didn't spot that. So she was the neighbour, neighbour's wife. Yeah. Uh, in Handsome last week. And here she was again in this. We have keep having these little coincidences. Yeah, you know, I told you about you know having read a book and she's yeah, into, she's a sci- I know what you mean yeah, yeah. Scientologist lady, ex Scientologist, Scientologist yeah. lady. Yeah, I didn't pick two up weeks on in that. a row. There you go. I think I don't think that's happened before. No, I don't think it has. The randomizer works in strange ways. <laughs> we though. do get so many different weird local coincidences, don't we? It's crazy. But yeah, after that, he goes. He drives into a gas station. Yes. Or a petrol station, if you're in the UK, which you're not. So we'll call him a gas station. <laughs> Well, we are. We are, but the film isn't. Um, and then he goes up because he know he's kind of tends to seems to know the lady who works there. Yes, he's he's got a bit of a shine for her. A shine? No, takes a shine to her. <laughs> he's got a bit of a shine for her. <laughs> <laughs> she can, he can make things teleport for her and everything. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, he's she's called Judy, played by Amanda Seyfried. She works behind the counter in this petrol station, gas station, and uh, but the speaker doesn't work. Yeah. So obviously in the gas station you speak through a speaker a microphone and there's a speaker on the outside of the glass correct that isn't working so she's in a little booth yeah. isn't she so they can't really hear each other so, so he has to go and stand by the miles pump. away from her by the pump where there's another microphone yeah and and that does work um, yeah. and they just don't really talk about much do they it's basically just introducing her character <laughs> yeah as this, yeah and they obviously right from the outset they obviously quite like each other they're both awkward yeah socially a little bit inept um and yeah, that that is all that scene's there for, really. Yeah, it's just to introduce their relationship. So Ed, Eddie only ever puts a maximum of five dollars in his yeah in his car worth of gas. Yeah, because um, he's on the well, yeah, he's poor. He's got he's no money. Yeah, he's and he doesn't really lot. need gas. He just goes there to talk. To yeah, him. from basically. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then the the next scene is him going to another show. Uh, this one's it seems to be an information for a hammer. Yes. And one of his friends who he works with quite often because there's like a band of them isn't there yeah there's like four of them four or five of them all work together he gets a nail through his hand he does Uh, Eddie and Chris nab a load of food from catering don't they yeah because they 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 like a freebie because the catering guy tells to stop them and they're like no we're part of the show we're getting paid to be on the show we're we're staff we're staff we're going to they fill their pockets basically and then that night he goes home and he watches his favourite TV show yeah which is the Jamie Stillman show so and this is just a pistache of a pistachio <laughs> Pist- <laughs> pistachio i've got a cold okay off me. of any pick any late night show yeah james Corden, david letterman yeah jay leno jimmy fallon jimmy fallon it's one of those it's another one i'm forgetting who's the ginger <laughs> jimmy, one? jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel. conan o'brien conan o'brien yes yeah, so that was one of those sort of shows 
in in this episode of the Jamie Stillman Show, Jamie Stillman shows a clip from one of the infomercials that our friend Eddie is in. Yeah, and he's had a speaking part in it. He's an audience member. He's had to like stand up and shout something out, hasn't yeah. he? Uh, but he's got a, a moustache, a fake moustache on, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, which is awful. Yeah. And so Stillman has noticed that, well, Stillman's team have noticed that this guy is in quite a lot of these infomercials. And he, he makes a bit of a pseudo-celebrity out of him. He kind of yeah says to the guys, we're going to call him the Clapper, hence the name of the film. And we want you to try and track him down. Yeah, we want to find we him. We want to find this guy. Talk to him. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be found. No, so Eddie's in a panic straight away yeah, because he thinks his gig is rumbled because if he gets recognised, then, then he can't be in any more his covers. Audiences. Yeah, his cover's going to be blown and he's not going to be able to carry on this, this job that he's yeah, sort of If he gets his himself. 15 minutes of fame, then his whole career is over. Yeah. That's basically what he's thinking. And he quite likes this job. It's easy. You just sit in an audience and clap. So, and he basically, he has that conversation with Chris, doesn't he? He's, yes. They have a conversation where he says... Look, Chris doesn't get it at all. No, Chris is like, well made up for him. He's like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. You're famous now. And he says, but if I'll never work again, if if the boss finds out, I'm done. I'll never work again. Yeah, the producer, yeah. 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 She won't give us any more, any more job. Yeah, so... And then it stops again and it cuts back. There's this underlying love story between him and Judy. Yeah. And it's so forced into the film that it takes you out of the moment sometimes. Especially, especially in this first uh, half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, because... It's like two timelines. Yeah. They aren't se- segued well together at all. Not at all. Right, looks... I know what you're going to say. Because this just stops and then he's back with Judy. Yeah. So he just cuts to him going back to her gas station yeah. again. And he doesn't seem interested interested in what's going on in the background he finds that she hasn't got a tv yes so she has no idea who he is because i think this show is quite popular in uh, la everybody seems to know who he is yeah so he takes her for a soda she's on her break i think isn't she and yeah they go over there's a burger king over the road yeah that's right really big product placement burger king <laughs> over the road and uh, so they go in there he, they have to they sit inside because nobody sits inside in a burger king in LA. and they all she's outside. so we learn a bit about her character so she yeah. is um working at the gas station obviously to to get the money pay her bills but her real her real interest is looking after animals and she i don't think she she doesn't work there i think she's her dream is to have like a sanctuary isn't it yeah like an animal and she's got a few little animals so she tells him that she owns a goat yeah did you hear what the goat was called no so i I want i really know it only got one horn yes so i really hope this was a deliberate reference okay i might be giving this film too much credit so the goat was called brady right and I was wondering if it's an NFL reference because it's a goat. Ah, okay. I'm getting. I'm, I'm with you now. I might be reaching. I don't know. I think you're reaching. So Tom Brady <laughs> is the goat of NFL, the greatest of all time. Yeah, quarterback, debatable, but yeah, you, you know, he's won more than anyone else. Yeah. Do you think that's no, no? <laughs> oh, I was dead proud to I come just, up with that. I like it. I just don't think the film's that clever. Okay. <laughs> I don't think the filmmakers are that clever. I'd have called it Goldie. Right, so he's only got one horn, so it'd be Goldie Horn. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so that's better. I've just written a better film. And he, he buys. She asks for a soda, but because she, she doesn't want any food, and he buys food instead. And did you see how many fries he got? It's an absolute mountain. <laughs> it's just like I couldn't get over it. And he just comes like, over and says, I, "I quite like fries." It well, takes up like half. Which was the, a little bit funny. It takes up half the screen with this yeah. mountain of fries that he's got for the two of them. I don't think even me and you could have finished that. It's a lot of carbs. <laughs> Carb loading. He must be carb loading. And but why they're why they're there? Her boss gets his car towed. Yeah, because the car is still parked in front of a pump. Pump in the, the gas, gas station. station. Yeah, so he he gets his car towed, and um, that's the end of that. Because <laughs> in the next, so very well, not the next scene, but in the, one of the next scenes, he's just got his car back. 
Yeah. And there's no explanation of how he got his car back or if he was even if he was pissed about getting his car towed. And this is the this is the first example. There's a few more later on, uh, worse examples or better examples. You know what I mean? <laughs> and at no point in this is this character of Eddie a, like a real person. No. No one would react. Well, first of all, no one would leave their car like that. No, no. one would react like this. No. It's really weird. It's really it's a really weird film. These people are just. It's almost like they're aliens. <laughs> acting like what they think humans should do. Yeah. Because none of them acts like a human would do. No, they don't. And it's really weird. It makes them all really unlikable as well. Yeah. There isn't anybody in this well, film. You, are, you... you either don't like them or you don't know anything about them. Yeah. And the, therefore you don't care either. Yeah. It's odd. It is, I found it really odd. I found it really odd as well. It's, even Eddie, you, you, I never had any sympathy for him. I never knew if he was pissed or if he was happy. He just didn't convey if he was angry about this or... It just didn't work for me at all. But anyway, so you get another scene of Stillman still trying to track down the clapper. So he's now launched a full-on campaign. Yeah. To, who is the clapper? Who is the clapper? There's billboards yeah. out across town. Yeah. Uh, you know, They've on, even got on, a cardboard cut out of him, haven't yeah. they? And they're taking that around and interviewing... Correct. Interviewing the public. and So Chris ends up on the show. Yes. Now, I might have fallen asleep. <laughs> okay. Or I missed something. Because how did he end up on the show? Uh, so he was basically just nabbed uh, at one of these Vox Pops. Yeah. As the the team from the late night show were walking around town. Um, and uh, they may even have been at okay, yeah, one of the that. studios or something. But he, yeah, they basically ended up with Chris on camera yeah, saying, but, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. That's, a, that's Eddie, whatever yes. his name is, <laughs> Eddie Crumble. So he starts, he gets recognised, doesn't he, later that night? Yes. Uh, when he's out with Chris. So by the public. You're that guy, you're that guy, you're the, you're the other clapper. And he's like, no, and he, has a bit, he has a bit of a breakdown. Yeah, he has a proper meltdown, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, before that, they're in the audience of a Mexican Judge Judy type show. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Did you see the, that? Yeah. That, yeah. that did make me laugh a little bit because it was just completely, it was the most stereotypical Mexican thing yeah. ever. There was sombreros and donkeys and all sorts going on. That that was quite, that was worth mentioning that that's in there. And yeah, so he has this, these people recognize him in the street and then he has this meltdown. Yeah, he kind of just storms off, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm not him, I'm not him. Yeah, and then it cuts again. Yeah. And he's driving his car back onto the petrol station to meet to see Judy again. No explanation of how he got his car back. I've even written on here. He's got his car back, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and, and again it's it's a, it's another short scene building their relationship. So they find out they're both like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, they both like his music. Yeah, cuz he decides to stick around for a little while because a, a crazy man in his underwear turns yeah. up. <laughs> Naked Thomas. Naked Thomas turns up. Who's <laughs> Actually, he was all right. Is yeah. a harmless old man who yeah. has lost crazy, his wife. Crazy guy. And he visits Judy. He just asks for some water, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, just wants some water. Then just leaves. So Eddie's like, oh, this feels a bit dangerous. I'm going to stick around. And yeah. So he grabs a deck chair out of his car yeah. and just sits on the forecourt. And that's when they have this conversation about getting to know each other. Still talking through the glass. And Judy says something like, I, th- I think I've written this down. She says, she says, I quite like working here at night because the normal people disappear. Yeah, it's a fair comment. Um, and then, and then it kind of cuts again, and they they very. Uh, I don't think anyone asks anyone else out, but between the two of them, they awkwardly agree to kind of go on a date. Yes, uh, and they do go to a date. Yes, they go to the museum. To like a natural history kind of museum. And I didn't understand this either. No, because it was nighttime and no one was there. Yeah, it was. It was like it was closed. So have they broken in? Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Why? I don't know. It's very out of character for both of them, but that museum was definitely closed. There was no lights on. 
other than like the security lights around the exhibit. So did I fall asleep? <laughs> Because there was no scene of them breaking into no, the museum. They were just in this museum. They were just, and there was nobody else in there, and it was definitely night time. I don't understand. No, I don't understand it either. But it's so sloppy. <laughs> that's a good one-word review. <laughs> no, sloppy. We're sticking with flaccid. Oh, you don't want both of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they have a bit of a, a moment in this museum, and they have a bit of a kiss. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of the date. There's lots of like abrupt scene ends. It just like I said, they don't stops. feed. It doesn't flow. Doesn't flow at all. It's really disjointed. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's not good. It's not good. It's really not good. <laughs> we were owed one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we definitely got it. And so, so suddenly the next bit is is Chris and Eddie have kind of had enough of this campaign. Yeah, so he goes to um, Chris's house and sees him. He was watching a video, isn't he? Somebody's done like a remix of his meltdown from earlier on. Yes. And uh, he's gone viral. They've set it to music and yeah. he's gone viral. So he has, an, he has another bit of a meltdown about that. So he writes a letter. Yeah. Eddie does. And... It's a letter addressed to, what's the... Jamie up? Stillerman. Jamie Stillerman. Uh, and he asks Chris to deliver it for him. Yes. And uh, Chris ends up on the show again. Yeah. <laughs> Live in the studio. Live in the studio this time. Because they recognise, the producers, when he delivers the letter, they recognise him as the guy who said they knew he knew him earlier. Yeah. And they they feel like this is a bit of a break in finding the clapper. Yeah. Because this is their like whole show's based around this now. They must find out who this guy is. So Chris ends up on the TV, yeah. and, on the show, and he reads the letter. Yeah. And... So Stillerman basically tells him to read the letter and Chris is like, no, I don't think I should read the yeah. letter. Chris obviously knows what's in the letter, but Stillerman insists that he reads the letter out. And basically, the letter asks for $1 million <laughs> for them to come on the show, is that it? Yeah, to use his likeness and to come on the yeah. show. He wants a million dollars. This is a show that apparently doesn't pay their guests. No. You find that out later on. Yeah, correct. So the audience are laughing. So he comes across a bit like a crazy person. Have you seen The Joker? I'm going to cut away from you here. Not yet, no. This... But it's fine. You can go. I don't want to put you off watching The Joker. Right. I watched this. I watched The Joker and then I watched this the day after. Okay. And I'm really struggling to pull them apart in my mind right now. Uh, really? <laughs> um, and one of them's the best film, one of the best films I've seen this year. And one of them's one of the worst films I've seen this year. And, but there's, there's similarities. So, because he ends up on a chat show as well. And he's obviously a crazy person. They're, they're very different don't get me wrong they're very different films but there's there's a style match and it's i'm finding it difficult to pull them apart so, in my head so that's really interesting you've touched on that because i i've got something written down in a couple of scenes time but we can we can kind of bring it forward yeah here. so this character that ed helm plays yeah ed, eddie crumble is almost at times acted and i will use this word loosely written <laughs> like this is a guy with mental health issues yes it definitely is. But it isn't because no. that's not touched on hasn't. at all. No. Yeah. But in the way he acts, so he, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute about how he has an argument with the. We'll, we'll, Go for it. We'll do it now. So he, he, he talks, he has an argument in his house on the phone when, when the network tracks him down. Yeah. And they said, there's a car outside. Can't pay you to come on. Yeah. We'll take you to a suite in a hotel. Yeah. Come and talk to us. You know, this is a great opportunity to. Get your name out there. You can promote whatever you want to promote. Yeah. And Eddie does not understand it. Yeah. All he wants is some money. Yeah. It's all he's focused on. To pay his next set of bills or whatever. Yeah. He doesn't see that this is a great opportunity. He doesn't for see him. the benefits of fame, does he? It's... And I, I've written down, is, what, is he stupid? Why doesn't he get this? <laughs> what is... And this character was so, like I say, badly written or missed 
calculated. Yeah. It's just, again, it's not like a real person would act. No. But at no point is it played like this is a person who has issues. Yeah. But it kind of feels like that's what they want me to think. Yeah, I know what you mean. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's never referenced in the film. No. And you get the same sort of feeling from Judy as well, because she plays this really like meek, quiet, almost unassuming woman who doesn't want to do anything other than work in a gas station. And I got that sort of feeling from her as well, that she wasn't quite... It's more than a a social awkwardness, isn't it? It's it's like that next level. But they don't... They never explore it. Yeah, it's... It is really weird. It's terrible. It's really bad. (laughs) It's really bad. And this is one of the more star-studded films we've watched as well over what coming up to 30 30 films now and it's right down there for me Mm, yeah i agree it's really bad (laughs) so that call from the show comes the morning after he has another conversation with judy and somebody else had been to the garage yeah some so the producers had tracked him down to the garage somehow and they People had turned up at the garage and she obviously, she hasn't got a TV, so she didn't know what was going on. No. And it kind of scared her a little bit of who he was. Yeah. And she thought she might lose her job. Yeah. So she starts these, freaking these, out. These people coming around the gas station and she's a bit scared of her boss. And yeah. And he's trying to explain to her, but he's really, he really struggles to find the words to explain to her what's going on. Yeah. But again, which comes across like he wasn't quite aware of his situation. So they have an argument and they kind of separate, not separate because they weren't together. No. But they kind of go their separate ways. Yeah. Then that bit happened. I know I've done this a bit yeah, wrong around. Then the call comes then from the studio. Then he has this call yeah, with the studio. So he turns him down. He tells him to stay away from him. Yeah, he'll only go on if he gets paid, that sort of thing. And he goes back to the gas station. Yeah. And she's not there. No. So she has either left or been sacked. We're not, not really sure. Yeah. I but think it's implied that she's been sacked. Yeah. He, he's told by her successor, yeah, Judy doesn't work here anymore. Yeah. And then he can't get in touch with her. Yeah, because he's got no way. Because he's not got a number. Why hasn't he, he got just, a number? Because he's a crazy person. Because <laughs> he just knows her as gas station Judy. But they've been on dates. He even Google. Because there's a, like a, there's like yeah there's like a montage now of him trying to find Judy just by walking around places that they've been to before. Yeah. Like he goes back to the museum. Goes back to the Burger King, and then he he Google's Judy gas station. Yeah. Why so hasn't he, goes he got to an a number? Cafe doesn't yeah. he? Why hasn't he got a number? They've kissed. They've been on two dates. This is not, a, like I said, I've said it twice, this is not, not a real human person. Beings. <laughs> but there's not enough here to make you think, oh, this is why they're acting like this. Yeah. <laughs> they all, they've almost made their characters, I don't want to say stupid, but stupid, just so they can tell their story. Because yeah. obviously now... As a crutch, so they've got to try and find each other. Find each other. And the only way he's going to be able to find her is by utilising this newfound fame that he might find. And so he agrees to go on the show because he thinks they will help him track down judy yeah and he meets some sort of guy in the green room i didn't pick up who it was i presume he was some sort of he was so this is uh i, I haven't got his name but he's basically he's got he's promoting a book so he's, he's some kind of psychiatrist or psychologist yeah psychologist i think isn't he and he, he basically tells him to take control of his life yes they have a conversation in the green room of the show before he goes on air and uh yeah they have this like he's got a book he's promoting yeah and so then he ends up on the show and he says the only reason i've come on the show it's because I want help to find help in finding Judy. Yeah, and he explains his situation with Judy that he's he, he knows he's met her through this gas station, and the audience kind of laughing at him because he doesn't come across properly. And but then by the end of it, they like him once yeah, he's told he's, the story. Yeah, because that's a new hook for the show to go on now. Yeah. They've got this new because they found the clapper. They've now got this new thing they can do. Yeah, of finding Judy. Correct. 
He's like, the, the show are all over him. So they offer, they actually offer him a job. And they offer him and Chris a job. Yeah, so they, they essentially, they want to bring him on as staff, don't yeah, they? Yeah, so the, we're not going to pay you as a guest, yeah. but if you come and work for us, they offer him $5,000 per appearance with a minimum of five appearances. Exactly. For him and Chris. Because it's potentially $50,000 between them yeah. there. Which is more money than he's ever would have seen from clapping. So they're essentially going to become roving reporters for the show, aren't they? Yeah. Out and about, talking to people. Trying to track down trying Judy. Trying to find Judy. That's quite a nice idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's just didn't really like you say it's not the sort of thing he would have done <laughs> it's, it's, it's out of character again for him so they do it and there's a few scenes of them interviewing the public they've got got fine, fine judy t-shirts and different merch and there's the billboards now say fine judy and the whole town's on this mission now to yeah. track her down which in theory she isn't missing <laughs> she's not it's not like she's been kidnapped or no, murdered no. she's just not at her job anymore she's off the grid <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so but then you see judy in the next scene. Yeah. And she goes to meet Eddie's old boss. So the producer. Producer of the audiences. Yeah. <laughs> whatever she does. <laughs> she basically introduces Judy to this whole concept and shows her the footage of Eddie on yeah. the TV. So Judy goes to the producer and says, I'm looking for I'm Yeah, she's trying to Eddie. find Eddie. I want to talk to him. I know that he used to work with you. But she's totally unaware that this manhunt <laughs> yeah. woman, woman hunt, hunt is going on for her. Yeah. So, but So the producer lady shows Judy the footage. Yeah. Of what Eddie's, Eddie and Chris have been doing. Yeah, some of their vox pops that they're out on the street getting. Yeah, and so she freaks out. She kind of runs away from the producer. She doesn't get any information and just runs away. And then the next thing we know, they're back on the show again. They're Chris and Yeah, Eddie. back in the studio. Back in the studio, back on the sofa. But before they're introduced onto the show, Stillerman says, we've got Judy on hold. Eddie doesn't know. Again, it's just jumped. Completely jumped. Again. We've just found her, and now she's on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> no idea how. No, presumably because she's seen the footage and got in touch with them, but they don't tell you that. No, I don't want everything. I don't want everything spelled out for me. No, in a film, but I can't but, get over how disjointed it is. Just jumped. It just jumps all over. The, the whole place. thing has then been looking for her. Yeah, there's not even a scene of her ringing in. No, <laughs> to offer you know, oh, it's just yeah, yeah. So Words fail me. They bring Eddie out and tell him, look, we've found Judy. She's on the phone. You can speak to her now live on TV, and she doesn't like that. She. Doesn't go well. Doesn't go well at all. She freaks out down the phone at him. I can't remember what she says, but basically she says, stay away from me. You. She, she says the word stalker. She calls him a stalker. And that's a that red flag. That is quite pivotal. Yeah, that's a pivotal point in the story because that is a red flag for the show. You know, she doesn't know cut... she's on TV either. They, no. they haven't told her that she's on live TV. That comes out halfway through the call. Yeah. So they basically cut the call yeah. when it's going badly. Yeah. Uh, and she sort of says, you know, you, you, you were a stalker. Stay away from me. Yeah. They sort of debrief Eddie and Chris. Yeah, they kind of, he, the Eddie kind of freaks out at the producers afterwards and is like, well, I can't believe he'd done that. Oh, stupid thing to do. And they basically say, look, here's 15 grand. This is what we owe you. Well, no, the, they say, we we'll, still want to work with you, we'll, but... We'll, we'll resolve this. Yeah. We will resolve this, but we'll here's, come back the, here's the money we owe you. We'll come back to you. And they do come back to him. Yeah. So there's another scene where one of the producers played, who was played by, uh, we've not mentioned this actually. Yeah. Adam Levine. Yeah, Adam Levine randomly. From Maroon, Maroon 5. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them live once. Did you? Yeah. I Terrible band. Were they bad? <laughs> yeah, they weren't great. Um, I don't know why I did, but I did. <laughs> what? Uh, they were like the main event? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was at Rock City in Nottingham. Oh, really? I think so. That is, doesn't seem like your bag. It was, definitely. It was, it was, it isn't my bag. I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was when they were like first a thing yeah random that's just come back to me now i've completely <laughs> forgotten so that didn't come back to you while you were watching no. him in this film <laughs> uh, so he basically calls eddie and says look she said the word stalker yeah 
we are really uncomfortable about this. Yeah. We're, we're not saying we believe her, but until we've done some more background checks, we're not having you back on this show. Even though we've caused this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. Which he ba- I think he basically says that as well. He's like, we know we're at fault here, but we can't do anything now. We can't have you back on the show. And this has gone as bad as it could have gone for us. Kind of wishes him this well is, in his future yeah, endeavours. Good luck in your future. Goodbye. So they've basically ruined his life. They've ruined Judy's life and then hung him out to dry. Yeah. Which is what the media does. This film is uh, about the failings of the media, I think. How the media will just chew you up and spit you out. And how shows like this do do things like this. And I think that's what this film is trying to get over. Jeremy Kyle all over again. Yeah. And how d- 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 Jeremy Kyle is a prime example because that, did, that show did ruin people's lives. And they eventually got took off the air for it. And I think that's what this story is trying to tell. That the media is a bad the bad guy in this film i think you might be giving it a bit too much credit there <laughs> i i think that is there that is a a, a lair I, a lair uh, well, mary berry <laughs> it isn't doing that though no it isn't doing that but i think that's what they're that's what they're trying to do maybe that's the underlying story in this film uh, so cut but then they throw that away at the end <laughs> we'll get to the end so we cut to black yeah and your absolute favorite trope is used now isn't it i hate it absolutely so there's a bit before we cut to back there's a bit of a time passing depression montage oh yeah he's, he's then, on his couch he's yeah, yeah he's just yeah. not working he's just living his life and then the, fa- the screen fades to black and the horrible words come up on the screen six months later <laughs> i hate it it's such a cheap way to tell a story there's no need for it and so we fade back up yeah. and we're back watching you cut me off off me through my run then sorry carry on <laughs> no I've done, i'm done i just hate that sort of, i hate when I that gets used in a film i've said it before so yeah we fade back up and we're watching back watching the silverman show stillerman show stillerman show <laughs> yeah and stillerman announces very conveniently yeah tomorrow night on the show yeah the clapper returns yeah the return of the clapper yeah so we know now that six months has passed eddie's now decided that they must have sorted out their issues between Eddie and the show. Past his background checks. Past, yeah. And uh, he's coming back on the show. And we haven't mentioned his mum. So. No, so she's an off-screen character. Yeah, she, for most of the film point. she's an off The very first scene is his mum leaving him answer phone messages, which yeah. he's ignoring. There's a couple of scenes where he completely ignores her answering machine messages. But there, there's one scene earlier on where she do, he does speak to her. Yeah. And she's convinced that he's like this famous actor in Hollywood. who And she calls them his shows when he's doing these jobs. Yeah. So she's got these delusions of grandeur over who her son is and what he does and she hears this that the clapper's returning to the show and she obviously knows how humiliated he was the last time the clapper was on the stillerman show and so she decides she's coming to town with her little foreign friend yeah is it glenda or gladys like something like that so yeah so she there's a there's a plane flight montage of the plane taking off and then screeching to a halt on the ground and on the tarmac well that cuts away and eddie and chris are back on the show Stillerman makes this like speech, doesn't he, about how they they had a falling out, that nobody was to blame. He says, and he's trying to get himself off the hook a little bit. I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, but Eddie obviously, Eddie's only agreed to go on this show because he wants to rant. I think that was his idea, but he doesn't really get chance to break to rant. No, so, as a pitch invader. Yeah, he's cut off by his own mother. Yeah, see, she kind of invades the show. She bursts in through one of the side doors of the studio, and she starts ranting at Stillerman. And she's like, how you've been making fun of my son and how you've ruined his life. And she hits him with a handbag. Yeah. Have you got a line of the, the film? Uh, I don't think so. Because oh, I thought it might be this one here. What was that, it? That comes from Eddie's mum. She, she, I think it's just after she's hit Stillerman. And then she says, you've, you've used my boy. You've chewed him up. 
you've used him and you've dropped him like a half-filled rubber. <laughs> wow. I didn't pick up on that. I don't know if that's enough to give it an, was... an R rating, but that's definitely what she said. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that. That is my line of the film. <laughs> dropped him like a half-used rubber. So Eddie manages to calm her down. Did you pick up on this bit? Because I had to go back like a few seconds and make sure I heard it. It's maybe the... It, like, it's so brief. It's like 10 seconds. And if we'd have had more of this it might have made this a whole different film. Okay. And Eddie says he's sort of forgiven them for it. He calms his mum down and yeah. he, and he gets starts to get a little bit emotional and he says he's had a really tough a really tough time because years ago he'd lost his girlfriend. Yeah. So I which I presume he was with someone and she died for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's it. It's a center it's not probably not even a full sentence. No. I think he briefly mentions it to Judy earlier in the film that he was had a girlfriend that's not around anymore. But and, and this film is an hour and a half long. We've we've talked about how shit these characters are <laughs> and how it doesn't make sense. And and there's just that one sentence in there. I was like, yeah. why hasn't that not been pulled out as yeah. a theme? As why aren't we pulling on that thread and the, that that really rounds out his character and well, is, that's the potential done. to round out his character. And it's just it's a throwaway it's a throw line. line at the end of the film. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it is really strange. I have written that down as well, but it is really strange because he has a bit of a breakdown on the show. And he say he says, I, I didn't want anything other than to find Judy. Yeah. And she's she's watching. So she's sitting is she in the garage watching? Or she's Yeah, she, she's on the forecourt of the petrol station. Yeah. And there's for some reason a TV show. Is it the same petrol station? Don't know. She's like a customer, yeah, isn't she? She's Yeah. Yeah. And there's a TV on the petrol pump. Yeah. Is that a thing in America? <laughs> It's not a thing over here. Let us know if it is a thing in America. So he says, yeah, he's, so he, he, he does that heartfelt bit. And then because he's still got his, a little bit of his business head on, yeah. uh, like he's, he's, he's finally clicked. He sort of plugs the address of where he'll be tomorrow. Yeah. He's opening a supermarket. Because he's doing like public appearances yeah, and with, with, um, using his 15 minute of fame. Yeah. So he says that during his appearance on the show in the hope that probably that she'd turn up. Yeah. And then um, after the show's finished recording, the producers kind of grab him on his way out and they apologize. Which so that throws away their whole, because TV people are nice, really. Yeah, and that so that throws away that whole <laughs> underlying arc I was talking about earlier about how TV people are evil. Yeah, they just threw that away at the end because they apologised and they said they felt really bad about what had happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was I was just I was watching that scene thinking no, I can't believe this. It's just a total one eighty, isn't it? Yeah, completely because this film's made by TV people. <laughs> so yeah, the next morning they're doing an appear- appearance for National Nut Day at a supermarket. That's right, yeah. And then, so they're sitting outside trying to give away nuts. There's nobody there. <laughs> they're basically just the two of them sitting at a table yeah. with a couple of bags of nuts on it. So Eddie gets up and goes to get a drink, doesn't yeah. he? So Chris is just there on his own. Yeah. And what comes out first? A uh, dog. A dog? A dog with, with without, wheels for legs. Yeah, without the use of its back yeah, legs. Yeah, so like a wheelchair dog. And then a pig and an eye patch comes out. Correct. And then a one-horned goat. Yeah. Horned. <laughs> One-horned one, goat. goat. But... He's not there. What does it matter if a goat's only got one horn? I don't think it does. Right. I think it was just trying to be cute. <laughs> the dog's got no legs. Yeah. Fair. That's that's Pig, an issue. Pig's only got one eye. That's an issue. Goat's got one horn. It's not an issue, is it? Don't think so. so what do they use their horns for? Does it mean it just leans to the left? <laughs> what, politically? It's <laughs> <laughs> a labour goat. What they... Do- um, they kind of butt things with their horns. Don't yeah, they, they like scrap and stuff. But this is in a sanctuary; it doesn't need its horn. No. Putting it out there. I don't know anything about goats, but that maybe one it's didn't. a unicorn. Maybe it's not a goat. <laughs> Unigoat. Yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah, so, but yeah, anyway, we've got off on a bit of a tangent there. Eddie's not there. So when he comes back out, did he go for a wee or something? No, he's gone to get a drink. He's gone to get a drink. So when he comes back out, all these animals are it's there. Like, what the hell's going on? What the hell's going have, on? Have I suddenly in Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. And then Judy... He doesn't say that. Just, that's, that would have been a good line. <laughs> and then a Judy comes out from around the corner. Yeah. And they have their touching reunion, which you knew you were always going to get. In yeah, the they awkwardly declare their love for each other. Yeah. And then he says, shall we just get married? And she says, yeah, let's just get married. Yeah. And they do. That's the end of the film. That's the end of the film. So the, the last scene in the film is them at their wedding ceremony. And they're surrounded by all the oddballs yeah. that we've seen through the film. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to abuse Netflix a little bit here. Yeah. You know when you click on a film and it shows you a picture from... Same. You know, <laughs> so you know or, what I'm going to say? When you paused... So I... Either when you pause it or when you first click on a film and a yeah. picture from the... A still image from the film comes up. Yeah. The still image that Netflix have used, I don't know how it gets picked... But is that final image of the film with them getting married? Yeah, on the steps of the church. So they, it's complete spoilery. Uh, I didn't pick it up till after the film had finished, obviously. But I did because I, even though this is quite a short film, <laughs> it's only an hour and a half long. It took me four goes to watch this. <laughs> I I did not watch it in one sitting. No, and I, I had a few other things going on, so I was trying to snatch a bit here and there. Yeah, but. I at one point nearly I think that you. might have been a better way to do it. I was gonna te- I did watch it in one go and I was gonna text you on about halfway through and was like, could we still do the podcast if I didn't finish watching this one? <laughs> <laughs> and just have you tell me what happened at the end. Because that is uh, that is as close as I've been of turning the film off. Because I it's so boring and dull and not like you said, no human being would act like that. And it just didn't work for me at all. And I don't mind a quirky, jaunty, not a lot happens film. You know, it it's trying to be odd and weird. It's that kind of, it's going for that like Little Miss Sunshine type vibe. Yeah, because every comedy film tries to go for that these but days. But there is nothing here. No, there's no substance to it. It's no one is good in this film. No, no one's. It's not funny. No, none of the relationships work. There's loads of issues with the <laughs> emotional and proper IQ of these people. Yeah. And it's just awful. It's really bad. It's so bad. It's one of the worst films we've seen out of all the films we've seen. I don't think at the heart of this, there's, it's not an awful idea. No. As in the concept of someone who's bumming around going as an audience member in these. There's probably something in there. You, there might be a good story there. Yeah. That it's not here. No, it, it isn't. I, I have no cool. idea what the, the book's like, but... I have no confidence in it, given that it's written by the same person who's directed this film. <laughs> yeah, and I have no <laughs> desire to even find out. Which I'm is, not going to read that book. <laughs> that's even more strange, really, because you'd think if anyone would know what this was supposed to be... It's the guy who concepted it and wrote it. Or how to get those book. emotions out and tell the story of these characters. Did he write the film as well? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, presumably, if you're going to direct a film about that you've written a book on, you're yeah, going to write it. Yeah, well. presumably. It's, it's, I can't explain to you how much I hated this film. It's awful. It's or it's one of the worst films we've seen. Yeah, out of any it, of the films, it's right and up there. It, it's going to obviously go right at the bottom of this month, this stream table. It would have been right near the bottom of the last one. Can we talk briefly about why it's R-rated? I would love to know your theory. I have no I, idea. I, I'm not sure what it is. I, just, I have no idea. <laughs> there's nothing. There's not even much swearing in it. No. Nobody gets killed, maimed, or stabbed. No. Maybe it's maybe they're just trying to put people off watching it. There's no. There's no real bad language. No. There's no. There's certainly no violence or sex or. No. There's one kiss. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't a typo? <laughs> well, it's on IMDb as an R-rated film. 
Unless there's a director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think I might be happy being ignorant about it, to be honest. <laughs> it's a strange one. I will check into it. I, I should, probably should have checked into it before we, uh, before we recorded. But if I do find out, I'll put a tweet out or we'll talk about it in next week's show. But it's even... It, I've just looked it up on Netflix again. It's, it's rated as mature on Netflix. So did we miss something? Uh, no, I, it was tame. It's really it's tame. really tame. Yeah. It's really vanilla. Yeah. No, I'm really confused by it. I, I could not offer an explanation or as to any thinking as to why this would be an R-rated film. I will I will Google it, I will look into it, and I will talk about it in next week's episode okay. if, I, if I find out. Fine. So, did, oh, we've done, done the trivia bit. Let's do the trivia bit. Oh, I you, haven't got a question. You've not got a question? <laughs> Come up with a question quickly. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay, it's a bit easy, but I've got one. So every week we're doing this new thing when I were trying to find out who's the most observant... Observant? I say that wrong every week. I said absorbent last week, didn't I? A observant member of Bottom of the Stream, so... I'm pretty sure I'm going to get zero all the way through. You're currently on zero out of three? Yeah. I'm on one out of three. So do you want to go first or shall I go first? Uh, You go first. Mine's really hard. I don't think you're going to get this. Okay. Because we nearly didn't mention it. I I had to chew on it into the episode. So there's a scene where they're on a Mexican TV show, which we talked about. It's a bit like Judge Judy, uh, Judge Rinder, that sort of thing. What was the name of the TV show? (laughs) You're looking at me like you hate me. Yeah, because I actually know half of it. It's something Hermanas. It is. And I can't think of what the other word is. Oh, come on. I, I don't know why I'm sighing, because I'm not going to get it. You will get it. It's got to be there. You're going to kick yourself. Yeah. I don't know. You're giving up, really? Yeah, I don't, I can't, I don't know what it is. The show What's... is called Judge Hermanos. Oh. <laughs> Can I have half a point? E- no. Because that would be too difficult to keep track of. That, that's that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you. I just told you it was like Judge Judy and Judge. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got it. Okay, cool. So um, you're still on zero out of four. Good, hundred percent record. Um, <laughs> so can you tell me what superhero was the little old guy giving out restaurant flyers dressed as? Oh, it was yeah, in that... this film several times. Yeah, we didn't mention him. That was a bit weird, wasn't it? I presume he was a colleague of them. And yeah, the clapper. I think so. It's, I'm between two. It was definitely red and blue. So is it Spider-Man or Superman? That's gonna be a guess, but I think it's Spider-Man. Correct. Yes. Well done. I knew I could see him in red and blue, and it was it was it had to be one or the other. Cool. So I'm on two. You're on zero. So so far, I'm the most observant of us. Comebacks on. Definitely. Um, we'll briefly talk about the stream table, but I think I'm pretty sure I know where it's going. Uh, we said that the randomizer owed us one. And I think it definitely gave us one this week. So the first three films we watched in this season have been really good. Yeah. This one's not. This is propping them up. Yeah, this one's definitely right at the bottom. Yeah. Four for four. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's right down there at the end. Yeah. I, I hope it is. <laughs> I hope we don't see any more, much more worse than this. I would think that'd be the case, but let's uh, let's see. Shall we talk about our Halloween special? Yes. So next week's Halloween. Don't know if you've noticed. It is. So there's pumpkins everywhere and skeletons. Everything's and gone orange. So we've decided to do something a little bit different for Halloween. Yeah, Halloween specials. So most podcasts have got a Halloween special out yep. or coming up. Grief Burrito doing a whole month. And what's synonymous with Halloween? Scary movies. Horror films. Yes. We do quite a lot of horror films. We do don't do we? quite a lot of horror films. Because if the randomizer picks it out, yep. that's what we're going to go and with. And there's quite a lot of horror films on Netflix. Yeah. At the bottom of Netflix. 
So we've decided to do something a little bit different. So for our Halloween special... We're not going to use the randomizer this week. No. We've picked a film. We are doing a non-horror film. We're, we're not going to do a horror film. We're going to do something probably as opposite to a horror film as you can get. Do you think? Yeah. So we are breaking our own rules because we are not using the randomizer to pick this week's film. We've picked it ourselves. It, I've never heard of it. No. Nope. Positive, you've never heard of it. So we're doing. We're going to do... <laughs> I'm a bit worried about saying this. Next week, we're going to review a film called Emo, the musical. A musical! <laughs> so that will be our Halloween special. Hand. Do you want to watch the trailer for Emo, the musical? I would love to. Have you seen the trailer for it yet? I have not, no. Then let's watch it. Get ready for an all-new high school musical. No, don't worry. It's not the kind that makes you want to kick yourself in the face. Great. We're talking about a high school where no one is happy. Stop crying or you'll be expelled. That is psychotic. Where no one learns from their teachers. Did I ever tell you how my mother died? Where bullies go unpunished. Would you like to give me your lunch money by cash or card? Where romance goes wrong. Do you tongue kiss? I'm 12. And winning the rock competition is all that matters. This is what we do to win. Oh, and the support programs are... I told you I'm not gay. I got shock therapy. <sighs> well different you are excommunicated so prepare for a very emotional experience one two three four is it no one would suspect like each other we don't like each other miss are those antidepressants the serotonin boosters we don't just Give out antidepressants willy-nilly. It's okay to know when you're not good enough. I have a disease. Sexy one or not sexy Which one's a sexy one? Come to church, come to church, come to church with me. Ethan, I'm just worried about your soul. Ah. Emo, the musical. Peter. I'm using it as a reference for my Jesus painting and art. Didn't realize Jesus had such a huge. Okay, that looks interesting. I think I'm more excited than I should be. Really? You're looking forward to that one? Yeah. Seems to be Australian. Good. So, uh, yeah, go out and watch Emo the Musical because that's going to be our Halloween episode. Because <laughs> we like to be different here on Bottom of the Stream. So, yeah, go out and check it out, and we will be back next week. With some spooky spectacular to talk about a uh, musical. <laughs> Why not? We're going to do it because we can do it. Yep. It's our podcast. Cool. So yeah, go out and watch that and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Cheers. Bye. Bye.